G'day lads, how's it going? Yeah, we're right. Yeah, yeah. good. Um, retro episode, where's your terry-telling hat? I had to wear this. Can you read it out, please? Uh, Cams, we are motorsports. Okay, thank you. Eugene, that's as close to an apology as you're going to get. Sound engineer? Yeah. Sorry, Mr. Hippopotamus. Oh, not again! <laughs> episode and first anniversary of the Racing Insiders Racing Cast, Retro Fever hits Sandown, Fluffy hits Bright, Courtney hits the wall at turn 6, and the Warpster, the DSO and the Sound Engineer celebrate one year of broadcasting. Yes, welcome to the Racing Cast, I'm the Warpster and joining me is the Podcast DSO. Thanks, Warbster. Great to be here on our first anniversary. And uh, joining us is the podcast sound engineer. G'day. How you going? Yep. Good. Good. Wow. Um, that's um, that's like three more words than you normally say. Yeah. 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 It is. <laughs> Blo- blossoming, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get let's get into it. Uh, can you <clears throat> use the replay of the Sandman Five Hundred as a cure for insomnia? Well, actually, technically. Yes, because I fell asleep during the race. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, that's that's the worst part about it. Yeah, uh, talk about boring. Anyway, we'll try and make it interesting. So, as always, we begin with the second most predictable series in the world after Formula One: supercars. The Pertec Endurance Cup begins here with the Rabble Club Sandown Five Hundred. And guys, we now know what Rabble is. What is it? It's a massive tax write-off slash vanity project for a bloke who runs a lot of hospitals. That that makes sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Anyway, 300 points were up for grabs, as well as the opening shot in the Endurance Cup battle, and the Crompton phrase of the weekend was grand old track. Yeah, well, some of the bitumen's like 30 years old, so mm. I guess it is old. As opposed to the grand old flag, or don't we mention that? Let's, let's just stick to Paul. Okay, alright. Uh, first place is first. It was a triple eight one two three with the Wink Up and Dumbrell combination virtually having the running from lights to flag. Yeah, it was a domination we haven't seen in supercars for a long time and it mm. made something apparently known as thrilling television, but it didn't thrill me very much, Warbster. No, um, I'm a bit disappointed considering it's a retro round that nobody sort of like used the Australian flag to start the race. Well, that would have been logical. Would have been retro. Yeah, but, you know... Um, mm. Can you actually two, see... 2011's retro when it comes to supercars. No, that's true, that's true. Hey, but hang on. Mm-hmm. This is our retro episode. Mm. We're only going back a year, so we're doing exactly what supercars do. <laughs> we're going all the way back to our beginning. <laughs> yes. So, uh, new Percat livery that wasn't retro with uh, Snapes on the car. Yeah, still got no idea what Snapes are. I, I mm. wasn't sure. I thought it might have been Snipes. You mm. know, like that the, 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 the cheeky shot that uh, drivers have at each other on camera. That um, African-American actor. Wesley Snipes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought it was the bird from Up. Mm. Right, and you failed mate, reference. And, right. Sni- the the website that debunks. No, that's Snipes. Yeah. The, what's the count up to now? Nine, El- eleven, or fourteen. Eleven or fourteen. Yeah, nice. Yep. <laughs> Other thing, um, we didn't mention this for, for the um, for the bend round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd Hazelwood's gone back to his uh, Commodore from last year, the uh, X Super Two Champion unit. 
uh, Matstone Racing have gone to an alignment with T8, and we will certainly mention that a bit later when we talk about the silly season, Warbster. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Roland's promised not to wreck his um, <laughs> chances at certain things happening at the end of the year. Yeah, the uh, affirmative action's down the drain. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that you teed up an interview with Not Roland. Uh, yeah, we do actually have an interview oh, with you, Not you, Roland you, lined up you, for uh, you got him, sooner rather than later. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How's he, is his PR guy coming in too? Uh, yeah, yeah. Pierre's going to be there. Pierre's, right. a, Pierre's a very busy person. Pierre person, the PR person. That's the one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sandown is a retro round, and some of the teams put in the effort to go back in time with their paint schemes. Obviously, we've got our resident expert of cool, the sound engineer. Oh yeah, we all know I'm height of fashion. And um, there's the two of us who just aren't all the way, all the way bold sound engineer, all the way bold. Yeah, nice. All right, so let's so kick here, it here's off. With... Our, here's our rundown on the fashion masters and fashion disasters. All right, so let's kick it off with the soccer team. Real, that was a serious miss on mine. They went with the white and orange HRT colours from 2008. Mm. Uh, they didn't use the Lion logo. They tried to use the Boost logo. Just a big miss. No, it was just 2008, really, that retro? Yeah, well, it's almost as retro as us going back 12 months. That's true. <laughs> I suppose though that you've actually you've actually done really well there, saying the soccer team kicked off. Yeah, beautifully done. Who writes your material? We'll get into Mate, that later. Just, that's the Stop. new running gag. <laughs> All right, next one. Retro Reynolds and and the Angels veteran. The Angels veteran, yes. So uh, Warbster. Yeah, they went back to the 1980s with the 1986 Bathurst winning chickadee colours. Look, I have to declare my hand for those of you that haven't listened to any podcasts before. Dave is my boy, and uh, I love the fact that they paid good homage to uh, a real privateer. Yeah, the the year of the privateer, 1986, foreshadowing. Um, but you'll know that when um, we finally edit the next uh, touring cast. Mm. I was a little disappointed, though, that um, Dave Reynolds didn't go the whole hog and get, like, the moustache and the Akubra. Mm, yeah, well, Gricey was there. Oh, OK. Mm. Yeah, Gricey was in the pits with them. You must have been asleep when they showed Gricey. Probably was, yeah. Well, yeah. that may have only been on the subscription service. And DJR rolled out in red. Yeah, uh, back to 1988 with the RS500 domina- domination of uh, with the Sierras. Mm. Warbster, I reckon it missed. I think they went part of the way. Yeah. It would have worked much better if they went all the way. And by that I mean get rid of the V-Power, put the shell on the side or the ultra height or whatever on the side of it. Yep. And go the whole way. They kind of... They went part of the way and it worked, but it could have been a lot better. Hmm. I do have to admit, though, that looking at um, DJ and his um, shell cap from that era, that that brought back a few memories. Absolutely. Mm. Sound engineer, next one. Yeah, and the BJR chin wagon. So, I loved... The I love their inspiration, but I think their execution failed. It was the wrong orange for me, and mm. it was great. And BJR, they really, they really take retro round seriously. Yeah, I think the problem is, uh, I'm going to be honest, I I couldn't pick it. Mm. And if I can't pick it, considering how much of a freaking <laughs> nerd I am, nerd. Yeah. nerd, yeah. So if I can't pick it, I don't think anyone with this passing interest could pick it. It's probably a bit of a fail mm. yeah Rick with the hashtag needs more Ingle so uh, Warbster come on you're the JDM guy <laughs> hang on they're throwing back to a Commodore scheme here see and this is where I think they missed they needed to go earlier in the paint scheme to the uh, to the predominantly black 
Castrol livery. Oh, the um, 93-era one. Yep. Yeah, actually, I think that would have been better. The 2002, I sort of went, is this retro? Oh, yeah, that's right. It didn't look that much different to today. Mm. It was Mm. too... There was too much natural alignment. Yeah. Forklift racing. Well, having been on record as not a big fan of Mr. Charlie Forklift... Mm. This one absolutely hit the mark. It was a great throwback to the Bruce McPhee Monaro of 1968. Well, I think anything was going to be an improvement on last year where they had like pink and word erections on the side of their car. Yeah. But yeah, they they absolutely nailed it. And this is actually my favourite. Yeah, and Tim Blanchard recycling both the Longhurst B&H style graphics. And the co-driver. Yeah, Dale Wood. So yeah, um, Dale Wood got recycled. He's he's everything that's old is new again in retro mm, round. Mm, absolutely. I thought this one was actually really good too. Although we do have to say don't smoke. Mm, yeah. And um, I think the main disappointment was the lack of Frank Gardner spec Terry Towling hats. Speaking of Terry Towling hats. Yeah, guys, well, point of order. Hang on. No, no, no. We've got to talk about the Terry before, Towling hats. Before point of order, um, I want to touch on this one. They, mm. re- they did go with the B&H uh, as a, a throwback to... Tim's dad, John, who we talked about last uh, episode, who mm-hmm. was back in a Formula Ford. John co-drove with Morris as part of the Frank Gardner operation. And you know, those long-term listeners know we're a big fan of of the dude and Frank Gardner's operation. But mm. uh, yes, sorry to jump in on you, but Terry Towling hats? Yeah, Terry Towling hats. Some did it, some just missed. So the only reason they couldn't go a Frank Gardner Terry Towling hat was... Funky Gazza and uh, and Funky Basil have cornered the market on Terry Towling hats. Really? Well, if you looked at GRM's cars, mm. they were wearing the genuine Australian Terry Towling hat uh, hats and had hooked up a deal where you could go and buy them with a ten percent discount last weekend. Wow! Mm. They also went with um, disturbingly short shorts. Yes, there, some, there was some ec- excellent stubbies, some stubbies mm. shorts. I, I was I was expecting something to poke out the bottom. Um, it was just disturbing. <laughs> An onion. Mm. Um, I think so. With that one, so Garth went uh, all Bob Jane orange. Yep. And uh, those of you who do have an interest, do some research and find out what happened with that car because Gary had to buy an entry to Bathurst by buying a car. So yeah, it was 1978 and the Greater Pacific A9X, which was the ex-Bob Jane car. Correct. And Bieber turned into Disco Duck. Yeah, Mm. with one of the funkiest Soundwave discos of the 1983 VH Bathurst ride. Yep. Yep. Funky Gaz's disco came back to haunt us. Oh yeah. Yeah. GRM went all in and I'd say probably as a team... I'm going to dissent from um, a, a usual Erebus love and say I actually think that the best presented outfit overall was GRM. They embr- absolutely embrace it the hardest, mm. closely followed by Erebus. Um, and I think BJR embraced it but to a different... They, they embraced it a different way. Mm. And I think those three were the best three teams, teams. Oh, for sure. that, that, that got into it. What I will add is that the team that didn't do any of the embracing of the retro round other than buying some stupid looking hats, took all three spots on the podium. Yes. Well, they had lounge. That's a bit retro. Mm. Steve Richards. And so is <laughs> so Billy Basher. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who was next? Chaz. Chaz. Chaz did everything retro. And much more. Oh, who writes your material? <laughs> everything retro and much, much more. With the super cheap autos, BA Falcon. Mm. Uh, um, note, note this, uh, the Ageless Veteran actually drove this car in period with Steve Ellery. Well, the Ageless Veteran has been around a long time. Mm. Uh, 
I mean, we don't call him the Ageless Veteran for nothing. Yeah, I look, I think that one missed as well. That was... Um, yeah, but and, when does, and, when does TR uh, ever get these things right? TR, they, they can't mm. even win a race. My God, how are they going to get a retro livery right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Simona. Sam, yeah. Simona? Was was anyone alive to see that car originally? Uh, well, it wasn't any particular car. It was just a... Red stripe. 60s Just an style. ugly... Yeah, I mean... Mm. Um, it was mm. ugly. No one got it. It just really missed the mark. I think That's so. a little bit like Simona going to uh, the whole Simona going to Triple Eight deal. It was ugly, and no one got it. Actually, actually, I think they need to keep the Simona cars paint job reasonably um, simple because that way, when they need to replace parts, mm. they're not having to struggle for you know wraps think, and things like that. I think that. she should have gone back to turned? the Harvey Norman. Haven't you turned? She was your girl, Mister JDM. Got uh, speaking of uh, JDM, yes, Antoine. Oh god Safe Save us all uh, Chickadee Retro Based on the Celica RA40 Which is the 2 litre car That uh, Graham Bailey Bought off of Peter Williamson For the 81 race Yes Yeah Anton and his Co-driver Will Brown Will Brown Did a Did a very very good job With that mm-hmm. So And last but not least Will Davo took the Milwaukee paintwork or livery back to the Model T era with a cream and red projection of what might have been back then. Yeah, I didn't get this one either. I liked no. it. I thought it looked good. It looked good, but what, what was it? So it appeared, Good point. So it appealed to young people. I just thought it looked good. I, okay. I didn't get it. It's like the Daryl Braithwaite <laughs> of retro paint schemes. Well, they were at Sandown. Riding <laughs> on the horse. Riding on the horse power. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Right, so enough frivolity and silliness that uh, that is the retro round. Let's talk about some racing. Yep. But let's not talk about it too long because I mm. think we've all seen it. Well, we'll go, we'll go through from um, Saturday, which yep. uh, threw up some strange weather, and with it came some strange results. Yes, it was it was great sitting at home with live timing on one with uh, mm-hmm. the subscription service with Foxtel live timing on the tablet. The weather, the weather map, the weather radar map on the laptop, sitting there going, "Oh, this is going to be wonderful." And then weatherman Scaife came out with the absolute beauty. No, I think this is going to go around us. Two point seven seconds later, Did there was hail in pit lane. Yeah. There was hail in pit lane. Thanks very much, Mark. Don't even stick to your day job. He didn't even hit the mark. Oh, you're getting worse. <laughs> so anyway, strange, strange results. You know how I can prove it? Tell me. Let's go. Novacastrian gym advocate Aaron Russell won a race. He, you know what? He uh, no, I know uh, why. It's his gyms and like the and the rabble club. It's all like connected. Gyms, okay. gyms mowing. No gyms, as in gyms fence repair. No, it's no, that was last year. <laughs> gyms, G Y M. Thank you. Look, and you're right. It's um that first co-driver, the co-drivers cup, well, the co-drivers race, I should say. Mm. The co-drivers race did get hit by a rainstorm. Teams gambled on going in for wets or staying out on dries. He stayed out on dries and drove that car absolutely brilliantly in the wet, mm. I have to say. Who do you think he is, a carter? I don't know. He's done lots and lots of things. Mm. So, yeah, weather went from slightly overcast to hail and back in five minutes. Yeah. And, uh, well, you know what they say about Melbourne. I think the last time that went down uh, something as climatically weird as that was when LDM won a race. Ouch. Um, second was the Ageless Veteran, yep. and Frenchie came third. Yes. Uh, 
I think he was told to stay out and push, push, and he's the only one that can understand Ludo. That that's, joke is actually, getting, that's did, getting old now. It's, I, I want I to hear Cooper's. No, no, no. I want to hear Cooper's race radio. And and supercars aren't brave enough to do this. Mm. Does Ludo talk to Frenchie in, in French? French? <laughs> no, they're not allowed to. Why? Really? Because the other teams can't scan. Bingo. Wow. What do you mean the other teams can't that's, scan? That's that is really really fucked up. Mm. Oh well. Because they're right about now. Mm-hmm. DJR Team Penske need every single advantage they can get if they're going to catch the T8 machine. Oh, yeah. well, hang on, they'll just cop a fine like like Triple Eight does whenever they do. Oh, like they want. like like doing a burnout in the wrong place. Yeah, mm, they don't care. Lay it off. We've got we've got that later on in the piece. It was yep. business is slightly more usual in the drivers' race with um, somebody's boy scraping over the line. Actually, mm. sorry, Warpster, you forgot about not very bright. Getting a rub up from oh fluffy from fluffy and putting him into the pit wall, into the pit wall. Hmm. Yeah, there is that. Very interesting safety car period that one too, where they ran the cars through the pit lane under safety car. Yes. Who had the great question? Uh, yeah, there was a good question about that. Yeah. Mm. We'll get we'll get back to that in a minute. Yep. It was slightly. His business is slightly more usual in the drivers' race with um, Dave scraping over the line from Winnie Reds. Whiny. Yeah, is it Winnie or whining? It's Winnie. No, I reckon Roland's he's whining enough. Roland, I know, Roland was smiling. He wasn't whining. Mm. Uh, not so good was New Zealand's own uh, SVG in 11th, and even worst was James Courtney, who was beached as, bro, at uh, Downing Long Road Corner. Yeah, well, he was beached as because he mouthed off a couple of times, once on the radio in the race, and then when he was interviewed in the garage, that the car behind him gave him a tap to put him into the wall at six. James... We all saw the in-car from Craig Lowndes. He was about a car length or more away from you. You stood on it. Ooh. Uh, so they lined up on Sunday with the Ageless Veteran on pole, followed by Dum Dum. Paul Dumbrell. Frenchie. Alex Primer. Antonio. Uh, Tony D'Alberto. Uh, Peter Garrett Jr. Dean Canto. And the Nova Castrian. Of the aforementioned Aaron with an E. Russell. Yes, they're all co-drivers. Courtney was the only regular driver to start the race. Yeah, that's because he sooked to Ryan Malkinshaw about a lack of seat time on the Saturday, but that was only because you crashed your car, James. Mm. Is there a pattern forming here? Uh, we caught now. There's been a pattern developing for a while. Mm. Race time, and as the lights went out, Dumbrell buggered off into the distance as the ageless veteran bogged a bit and then got caught up with the shell duo and Garrett, who gave him a nice bump for his trouble. Anyway, he wasn't in as much trouble as Pitha, who had a horrible start and was spun by the Spudmobile featuring Dale Wood to mm. lose quarter of a lap. Did he have the wood on him? Uh, no. Right. Yeah, I think he gave him some wood. Wait, yes. that sounds bad. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, Ash Walsh smoked him off the line and just got swamped. Mm-hmm. Ash Walsh feeling a bit better than this time last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he wasn't in hospital. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There is that. Lap six and Will Brown went into Aaron Russell at one with Moth going rally cross to avoid it. It's fair to say the number seven plummeted after the staff. Gave said that uh, Crompton's sense of humour was bad. Yeah, but we've always known that. No, that's the pot calling the kettle black. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Skip forward to lap 21. Uh, Dean Fiore went into Courtney at three, lost the right front, and he only just managed to get it back to the pits while Tim deployed the Tim signal. Which is a little bit like the bat signal, but resembles a Simca Aron. Oh, yes. my God. <laughs> I, will have, I will have posted that p- a picture of it by now. Absolutely. Big winners from the safety car period, Rich and Fluffy, who gained a heap of places. The big loser was um, Luke Yildon. No, bye-bye, Dave, no. 
In any case, the uh, safety car came, went back in and uh, Dunbarrel buggered off into the distance once more. Penske looked like they had the measure of their main title threat, which was um, piloted by Earl Bamber. Mm, the Earl of Bamber, who, despite all of our apprehensions... <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of criticism last week. Despite all of our, no, our apprehensions in mm. the previous episode, drove a brilliant job and mm. showed exactly why he has been a world endurance champion. Speaking mm. of which... Yes. Another big surprise. Oh, here we go. Will Brown. I think he did quite well. I think Will Brown did extremely well. Yes, but we will I keep, agree. We'll, let's keep... Roland, Roland, Roland. Stop, keep just the keep show. We're Roland. So, anyway, Yildon and Bamber were into it over ninth at three. Uh, Luke lost tenth to Moth. Mm-hmm. That was a, there was a lot of dive bombing at one going on this weekend. Yep. Lap 46, uh, young Macca Jones goes into the garage to replace a broken gear lever. Didn't they know the Lusty Brothers' cure of using multi-grips? But sadly, these days, Warbster, multi-grips don't have, uh, have the rev cut button. Mm, that's true. So I hark back. I hark back to the simple days of H pattern gearboxes, which was supplied by Hollinger and actually worked. Yes. Dum Dum just kept blowing off into the distance again. With Bamber making time lap by lap, he really came into his own once he got comfortable. And after the second stop, which saw the majority of the primary drivers hop in, the '97, now with Van Gisbergen behind the wheel, had passed Deep Pasquale and Scotty Mack. Mm. Brighty dumped it into the gravel at Dandenong Road, and the Tim signal went out again. Mm. Uh, the tractor dragged Brighty out, and uh, clearly the tractor team forgot to remind Brighty, or he didn't listen, to head back to the race to the pits offline because he dumped gravel absolutely everywhere between turn 9 and turn 12. Yep. And he got it back to the pits, um, leaving a trail in his wake, and they put Lee in. Matt Brabham wouldn't have lost it. Oh, no, Matt Brabham definitely wouldn't have parked it in the gravel, Bridey. Or he wouldn't have hit the wall the day before, Bridey. All right, Wing Cup continued where Dumbro left off, gradually eking away from Lowndes, with the old bloke eventually joined by SVG. And the Redbacks swapped positions as Scotty Mack tried to hold back the tide of losing even more points. What happened to Fabs? He's come good. Well, mm. sort of. In a way. Sort of. Mm. I wouldn't say good. Come better. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. He's, he's, he's come better. He's there come better. Okay. A bit, bit like uh, um, we, we were accusing um, Anton of doing during the Perth ra- um, yes. episode. Yep. So <laughs> third stop saw pad changes abound. And the talk all turned about pistons and pedals and pad knockoff. And to explain it all, here's a Larco clip that I've knocked off. But they've cleverly come up with a way to have pads already bedded oh shit <laughs> that, 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 did I say shit sorry you remember the last time we did this great pad thing a couple of years ago went wrong then as well <laughs> Where was I? Do you remember, do you remember where I was? So, the whole so, assembly, the whole so, assembly. No, so, so what they've done actually is found... Uh, pad knockoff is a technical term not to be confused with tyre knockoff, which is what Triple Eight tried to do with one of Scotty Max wheels at Albert Park. Uh, okay. It was about here that um, I fell asleep. Did you warp still? Yeah, I actually so, did. 
bad late night before. We've been been watching Super GT in the middle of the night on uh, your subscription service or something. I haven't got this, I haven't got a subscription service, but I've watched enough Super GT to last a lifetime. <laughs> trust me. But this isn't really a great reflection on the product, considering I'm supposed to be like writing down everything so I can do this script. Yeah, um, um, we we don't need to do the script. It doesn't appear that much was missed, given the two top places were pretty much cemented with Lance slowly gaining the ascendancy over the Shell duo. Yep, and after what felt like an eternity to those still awake, Triple Eight ran out with a 1-2-3, with Scotty Mack and Frenchie minimising the damage in fourth. A scary performance by Roland's boys, and whatever they spent on the upgrades they've thrown at it was well worth the money. And we need to apologise to the sound engineer. Yeah? You said that Triple Eight had the advantage purely because they had the most money and could use it to um, gain performance. And we guffawed and poo-pooed you and And said um, that it's all about engineering and longevity and consistency. Engineering, longevity, what do they cost? Money. Well, it's interesting because Wing Cups come out on about the Tuesday and said the cars were rocket ships. I've never seen them throw so many brand new parts at a car, Mm, which is... Which is why Sound Engineer? Because they have the most money. Thank you. Yes. Roland was mad. Mm. He wanted to win. Roland's madder than usual. Yeah. So speaking of money, Jay Dud was expecting to get whacked with a fine for his post-race burnout, saying it would be, uh, quote, Probably a thousand bucks or something. They're pretty thirsty at camp, so it's important we keep contributing week in, week out. Yeah. Well, um... <clears throat> Perhaps if you don't break the rules, Triple Eight, you wouldn't have to pay those thirsty people at cams. I'm uh, sure Jamie thought it was worth it. Yeah, I'd just like to... Disclaimer, podcast DSO disclaimer, I'm still wearing my cams, we are motorsport hat, and Eugene, you're not thirsty at all. The judicial process runs perfectly. Do you have any idea how much money like drinks cost at supercars races? I mean, yeah. a thousand bucks yeah. would barely be around. I was going to say nine dollars for a schooner of Coopers at the Bend. Remember, we talked yeah. about that last yeah. episode. So anyway, um, the Capster actually didn't end up getting a fine, but uh, TR didn't get off so lightly with Cam Frosty, Richie, and Steve Owen copying a thousand dollars each for missing the presentation before the race. Mm. Techno Nissan and BJR were also in the naughty books for various pit irregularities and patted the Cam's bar tab quite nicely. Thank you. So can I can I get a tiny little bit serious? Go for it. CAMs have a thing called the Fines Fund. So any money they receive from competitors' fines mm. goes into a specific fund. That fund in the past has done stuff Is like... Is that like free parking for Monopoly? <laughs> uh, something like... No, they're, they're the banker in the Monopoly game. Oh, yeah. Mm. All right. Yeah. Um, no, and on a serious note, that money's gone to buy uh, medical equipment for the volunteer medical teams. It's bought rescue gear in the past for the fire and rescue teams. So... Contrary to popular belief, and I'm not being a CAMS apologist, despite me sounding like one, contrary to popular belief, it's not the bar tab. Uh, the money actually does get channeled back into the sport. Yeah, but the issue is, is that if people don't know that, they go on Facebook and start talking about, you know, oh, they're pocketing this and they're doing that and this, that and the other. If I See, if I was a real DSO, I'd love to be able to impose fines because if, if I believed social media, I'd walk away at the end of the weekend with the fattest wallet in motorsport. Mm, oh no sorry that's don't you no 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 no. look you can't afford that to lose that many brain cells dude (laughs) you really can't right so let's roll this one up pretty quickly into the good the The bear and the ugly warbster go um well Earl Bamba better a lot better than we predicted yep Aaron Russell winning the co-driver race I didn't think he had it in him I don't think he did either Will Brown yeah, Will Brown was definitely my good. Definitely a highlight. Oh. And um, I'm going to add a fourth here, unlike usual. 
Paul Dumbrell. Yeah. yeah. He, how on earth he's gotten better since he left the series full-time? Okay, so interestingly, I think Macca Jones, there were a number of Super 2 competitors have come out and said they all had their race face on because they had so much seat time over the weekend. Mm. If your co-driver wasn't in a Super 2 car at Sandown this year, teams take notice they need to be next year because they were all over that track. They were all over the changing conditions mm. and given that they're in a Gen 2 car now, there ain't much difference Just in what they're changing. Just Yep, absolutely. Give, give, if you think they need seat time, give them a start. Absolutely. Anyone else, any other goods while we're here, gents? Oh, nothing that I can... Uh, actually, but what I do need to say, mm-hmm. um, some, some good goods. Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, the circuit improvements certainly worked. Yep. Turn 6 tyres held up remarkably better than they did with the big conveyor belt. They held better... But, they copped a mat. Sorry, now just let me finish one. They, they copped a massive whack from uh, Marcus Sakanovic in TCM, which we will touch on. But uh, and yes, it peeled the conveyor back, but they were easy to bolt back together, and uh, the fence repairs took far less time. So a big up for Melbourne Racing Club and the Grand Prix Corporation for mm-hmm. uh, for sharing some infrastructure. No, sounds like something you'd say. Into the mare. That's a little bit pointed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Um, into, into the mare um, the ageless veteran looked very ordinary in this race yeah, I, I don't know what it was um, I think mm. I think Dave bailed them out mm. dragged, oh, them, God, dragged, yeah. dragged them back from uh, they actually, they actually went a lap down after the first round of pit stops they did indeed so yeah Fabs and Antonio nowhere near the pace they should be we're going to come up to a question a bit later about Fabs. Mm, I mean, I thought, I thought Fabs did all right, considering how bad he's been doing so far. Yeah, but he's in the second best car in the field. That's not a bottom end of the top ten proposition I mean, on a regular basis. Clearly he's not. Yeah, but you saw which team won all this week. Yeah, and he was still massively behind Scotty Mack and has been for the last two years. Fabs mm-hmm. should have been fifth. Yeah, absolutely. No, he, his, that, that car... Sixth, at least. No, no, no. That, he, that car should have been fifth mm. in front of Erebus. So, again, the little engine that could punches above its weight. Oh, here we go. It's a fact, man. <laughs> you and your, you and your privateer team. It's a fact, man. All right, and the last mayor should be no surprise. Jason Bright. Why is he still in earth? it? Oh, uh, seriously. Mm. Manny Brabham would have done better than that. We're going to be saying that for the last couple of races, aren't we? Uh, the ugly. Um, I did say the short shorts look that uh, GRM had going in the uh, team PR photos was bloody awful. Yeah. You know what um, else was ugly? What? The lack of Tickford retro round. Well, Tickford just... I, don't I mean, know. I suppose they technically are not. Well, they're, they're, just, they're, they're a rabble. Look at the side of one of the cars. Yep. Best performance. GT and Chris Pither... Yep. They were down a quarter of a lap after three corners, back to ninth by the end of the race in what was an absolutely mighty effort. Yep. I think um, Chris Pither is a bloody good driver, and he also benefited, benefited yep. from Super 2 seat time. Mm-hmm. As much as we keep thinking that you know it's time for Garth to hang up the helmet, mm. he, he loves Sandown, and he drove that car very, very well. It was... Cle- they were cl- the strategy was clever. They pitted mm. when they needed to took advantage of where they could, and they hauled that thing back. And I think they did a great job. Yeah, Garth tends to wake up for the Enduros. Yep. Like, basically, Sandown, Bathurst, you know he's going to be somewhere but, in the mix. But I, but I wonder whether the team come together for the season of Endurance. Well, you Look. know what they say. Yes, what? Well, Lowndes has said it all along. Has he? Yeah. Has he? Well, 
Snitches get stitches? No, better. Well, they've always said they they find Bathurst. He finds Bathurst a bigger, more important win than the championship. And Gary, Gary Rogers has basically predicated most of his adult life around winning Bathurst. So, yeah, you know that's just the way it is. Well, someone's got to beat um, Brock. Can you hear an old man? Yeah, I think I can. Is that the is that the Tim signal? So we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags. Are you looking for race car spares? Come down to the corner of Dandenong Road. We have supercars, formula cars, imports and road cars in pieces and waiting for you. Just come in before the residents kick us out at 6pm. Need a wrecked race car? Go straight on to Dandenong Road. Welcome back to the Racing Cast, and uh, a quick uh, mention from the previous ad. Uh, Downing Long Wreckers has a special TCM sale on, especially XD parts. Mm. And if you're on the western side of town, call Action Motor Industries, ask for Marcus. And uh, while we're doing our usual um, advertising and selling out, uh, quick plugs, the podcast DSO can be found at www.facebook.com slash podcast DSO. And the Warpster can be found at the newly updated www.facebook.com backslash racing insiders. And where's the Instagram page, mate? Look, guys, it's coming. Like, it's nearly done. Nearly done. Like, next week, probably get it up. All right? Really? Hopefully. <laughs> okay. So... Sound engineer. Yep. This was going to be a running joke across mm -hmm. the rest of the history of this podcast. Yeah. Thanks, Denozo. <laughs> you actually did one. Denozo's done your one. Oh no. Yeah, I just uh, I'm, I may have was hoping to keep my powder dry. Denozo has made you one, and uh, you weren't supposed to know about it, but I couldn't resist the opportunity. And on that bombshell, the um, sound engineers avoided doing any work once again. Yeah. What's new? And uh, with that, we go into the seamlessly edited intro to... This is National Racing Roundup with the Warbster and the DSO. And I forgot the sound engineer. A lot of racing over the uh, Sandown weekend uh, that wasn't completely boring, and we start with Super 2. Brody Kostecki Warbster completed a weekend of firsts, his first pole, his first win. Whoa, 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 his first round win? Do yeah. supercars understand what round wins are? Apparently. <laughs> um, despite having a broken front anti-roll bar, so did that mean he wasn't going to roll over or he was? He wasn't uh, in a ute, he was never going to roll over. <laughs> well, he didn't roll over, he actually had the blowtorch on him from um, Paul Dumbrell particularly hard for both races and he sort of kept on kept on um, resisting the pressure well, the whole time. He's had extra polish. So he was British paints? Uh, he kept on keeping on, That's for sure. Um, um, very polished, very mature drive and... His stock has risen incredibly, mm. especially pending all of the silly season rumours. Yeah, literally, if they put either of the other two in um, the car instead, they're fooling themselves Yep. at this point. So, most of the usual suspects made up the rest of the weekend's top ten, although Enduro co-drivers Will Brown and Dean Fiore were strangely absent. Mm -hmm. Jordan Boys was, and he managed to lay off the old videos given he tried to take the old line between turn one and what used to be... Turn one, many, many years ago. He mm. absolutely set a punch that tyre chicane. Yeah, he went He went straight. He sort of missed start two and three, mm. which weren't there before 1984. Mm. 
Um, mm. Slightly better than for the Fordists was the Touring Car Masters, where Stevie J and Sally took home a maximum points haul. Yes, the bearded Benjamin Button had an ordinary weekend by comparison, and it was left to Paul Freestone, Greg's son, that's Ryan Hansford, and Adam Bressington to fight over the minors. My old mate Mark King uh, had a bit of a shocking weekend in the Camaro, but not quite as shocking as... Oh, this one's a classic. The Blue Oval crowd wasn't quite as happy with the much-awaited debut of the um, Zakanovich Falcon XD, which ended during race two with a trip into the new tyre wall at turn six. Clearly the turn six crash mat- magic is still in place. And a big hi to Phil Wisewald, who's another crash magic, if uh, you're listening, Phil. Marcus appeared to be a few car widths the wrong side of the corner apex, and that was all she wrote. Front right was totaled, as was the team's bank account. I don't ever question that team's bank account. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, while there's, we're to- there's a lot of money in panel beating. So while we're talking about him... Uh, yeah, big thanks to uh, Junior Johnson for popping up on the Racing Insiders Facebook page a few weeks ago to help us bag Charlie Falkwood. <laughs> yes, thank you very much, Steve. It's good to see that you are an active social media participant. And actually a good bloke to boot. Yeah, and uh, if yeah, we all hate Charlie Falkwood as much as you and Dick do. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, the Toyota... 86 series races were all won by Toyota GT86s again. Mm. What a what a winning streak they've got I, going. I tell you what, it's um now the Sandown curse. Mm. So we talked about a few episodes ago. National Formula Ford had been really good. Hardly any big crashes till they got to Sandown. Yep. Toyota 86s had a great year. Hardly any safety cars till I got to Sandown and oh uh, my yeah. god. Mm. So Kane Baxter Smith. Big shout out for Kane Baxter-Smith. Ended the weekend 11th overall. That's the most important result. Yeah, because he's a listener and uh, and he's a regular contributor on both our pages. Mm-hmm. The three races had different winners. Sound engineer, who were they? Tim Brook. Is he one of the goodies? Yeah. No, that's Tim Brook Taylor. Righto, thank you. Yeah. Brock Feeney with a, Jake Klein. Brock Feeney with a BROC. Mm. Wow, they've been drinking that Kool-Aid. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty oddy name. What a polarising name. Oh, they've been drinking the Kool-Aid. Yet the consistency of Luke King saw him take away the most points. Sadly, uh, as we mentioned earlier, race three for the 86 has turned into an absolute crash fest yep. with a pile-up that blocked the track on the exit of turn four. I do believe that their DSO and IPO had, uh, had the infringement notice written before the last of the five lift toes was completed. Would have um, taken a while. No. And finally, the most important series of all will be covered by our resident experts, Spanner and Nugget. And lads, what a weekend it was for Super Utes. Oh, I tell ya. Yeah, it sure was a great weekend, guys. Uh, it was a battle of the Tritons up front. Do you see what I did there? <laughs> battle of the Tritons, yeah. So, uh, I've got to say one thing. Earlier in the year, we were going to take the dog because we thought it was bloody cold at Winton. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been so cold as I was at Sandown on Saturday. The pissed with rain, fucking hailed. Yeah, it's um, colder than a witch's tit. Do you know, I can't believe of all the fucking places that these youths go to, they... Couldn't they, even bring me kelpie. They didn't They didn't roll over. Like, what's yeah. going wrong? And, and, the, and the crash magnet at turn six... I was positive was going to draw one in. Yeah. Never happened. I wanted to see one roll down the hill. Pretty bloody boring, just quietly. Yeah, well, you know. But it's okay, because cause there's more happening at Bathurst. Have you got the news there, mate? Oh, yeah, they're running at, uh, they're running at Bathurst. Yeah, you see who's running? Nah. That little Sheila. That little Sheila from Melbourne. Who oh, yeah, yeah. Chelsea. What's it, Chelsea. 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 Yeah, yeah. 
So let's let's not worry about Bathurst because because yeah, yeah. Michael Cedars and Elliot Barber took the three races in between them. Yeah, the two Tritons were up uh, big ups all weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how'd your B two fifty go, mate? Pretty crap actually. Yeah, my my Hilux was uh, was the next best with uh, Ben Benny Walsh. What about you, uh, Scrape? What do you think of the weekend? Oh, I thought it was pretty shit as usual. Yeah, let's. Uh... I thought the hot dogs were more important and interesting. The hot dogs. Yeah. Did you take out a bank loan to actually buy food? It's down. Yeah. Jeez, no wonder your apprenticeship wages don't go very far. Yeah, tell you what. That and your Pornhub subscription. Right, so next up, we're at Bathurst, and all we can hope for is that they do a better job than Fabs at the end of Conrad Strait. Yeah, 2010 was a very long time ago, so let's do a reenactment. No worries. Right, back to you, fellas. A big thanks to uh, Spanner and Nugget for keeping it real with uh, Super Utes. So, boys, uh, some hot off the presses over to Eastern Creek. Uh, near the ship where it smells. Thank you very much for the Shannons Nationals. And a little bit of news from the Saturday. Simon Fallon's taken out the 2018 Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge after a huge start line crash that claimed series leader Cooper Murray. Cooper stalled on the grid. It was cleaned up from behind by Shane Barwood. And uh, that's all she wrote. So, uh, mm. big uh, congratulations to Simon Fallon on that. Over to Cam's... We Are Motorsport Formula 4 has seen Juso Jada clean sweep the round with uh, three wins from three races. He's extended his series lead to 45 points and with only 75 points left on offer at their final round of Pukahoe, the championship is his to lose. So Juice, if you have tuned in, dude, good luck with it and uh, don't fuck it up. Wait, wait, Pukahoe? Yeah. Hang on, it's the Australian Formula 4 championship. The Cam's, inverted commas, We Are Motorsport Australian Formula 4 Championship. So they're sending the Formula 4s overseas to the with, with the supercars. Well, it's the, New Zealand's not overseas. It's just like another state. <laughs> Try to tell the Kiwi that. No, no, don't worry about the Kiwis. Like, okay. what, what's your problem? What are you, so what who's going to... Why are you ragging on cams in Formula 4? Hang on, how much money is this all going to cost? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'd who's like, paying for it? Well, somebody. Pace. Oh, look, they've got sponsors. <clears throat> hang, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. They've spent a ton of money on a bunch of Formula 4s, half of which seem to be sitting around in the warehouse no, no, at the moment. On, no, no, let's put this into perspective. If there's only 10 cars running, their transport costs a half of if there was 20. Yeah, well, Mr. Hippopotamus does need to cut his weight down a bit. <laughs> oh, Eugene, Eugene, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I apologise, Highlight Cams. We are motorsport. We are the custodians. We are the only yes. FIA appointed. You are, you are the Confederation of Australian Motorsport. Last time I checked, Pukekohe was in New Zealand, which isn't very Australian. Oh, don't be un-Australian. No, don't, be, don't be un-Australian. Okay, here's the thing. Be ent- Listen, think local. Act global. <laughs> Act Antipodian. <laughs> so basically, they're sending 10 cars overseas for a bunch of vanity stuff to a bunch of Kiwis who don't care because they've got their own series. It's called the Toyota Racing Series. Which, of course, if you win the, t- the uh, Cam's Formula 4 series, you get a drive-in. Right, but you, you're Maybe paying you get... a bunch of money. Uh, hang on, listen, this is until November. They might actually take all of the Formula 4s over and give some of the Kiwi kids a guest drive. Oh. Works, works for Toyota 86s. Like the bloody Kiwis need help producing top-rate talent. Yeah, you've got a good point. Mm-hmm. Cams. We are motorsport. <laughs> I'm not an apologist. How much money are they paying you? They're not. 
So we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags. We all know the inconvenience of taking a taxi, bro. You wait a long time, the driver's really slow, and it's only always when you're in a hurry, bro. But why take a taxi when you can take a super taxi? Travel with one free fabs. One free fabs will take you anywhere in our fleet of DJR Timpensky supercars. We will cut your travel time, bro. We will put the jandle to the floor to deliver you a better travel experience, eh, cuz? Anytime, anywhere, one free fabs will get you there faster, bro. And welcome back to the racing cast. Hmm. And uh, so that last commercial, boys, it uh, has a little bit less relevance than 12 months ago. Yeah, I mean, if you get if you go to Scotty Mac cabs, you get you there probably twice as fast. Mm, definitely. Mm. So, um, given it's our first anniversary, not that we'd ever do anything self-indulgent, but let's do some self-indulgent crap. But before the we start, the entire show's self-indulgent. Shh, shh, nobody's worked that out yet. So before we start uh, our Q and A, let's uh, have some best memories or highlights of doing the pages and the podcast, and we'll kick off with you, yeah. sound engineer, mate. My best, my best memory. Yeah. Oh, my best memory was that one time that you let me edit. Right. And <laughs> no, actually, let's not shatter the illusion. <laughs> yeah, let's not shatter the illusion. You never do any work. <laughs> Warpster. Yeah. Highlight has to be probably. This is going to be really embarrassing. The um, Sam Shahin flub on the um, twelve-hour review episode, mm. and. Which I actually broke down into tears for, I think, after I did that. Mm. Um, and probably the one where I forgot who Cam Waters was. Yeah. I, I prefer I prefer remembering just the funny bits that we had to cut out half of it because it's just me just in tears laughing so hard. Um, I think um, I think my highlight would have to be the fact that we left in me being a crash <laughs> magic three times. <laughs> Not necessarily a highlight, but it's definitely a, a funny memory. Yeah, I think I think the best one is where we're just sort of being loose and being um, just ourselves, pretty much. Mm. Yeah. You know, I mean, we do script the show, and we'll probably get into that during one of the questions. But um, you know, it's kind of one of those things. The unexpected stuff's what really drives the show forward. I think. Oh yeah, and it's um, it's I can tell you right now, it takes me a long time to do with the editing, but it's uh, not as long as it takes me to write this. Oh, point, it's, it's 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 very very it's very much. Uh, Time-consuming, but worth it. Time-consuming, worth it. And um, and I suppose while we're being a bit self-indulgent, um, we're not quite sure whether we do this podcast for us or whether we do it for you know, and care whether anybody out there listens or likes it. But uh, let's be honest. We, let's be honest. Yeah, we enjoy doing it. We we enjoy doing it, and we're grateful for the, for the listeners that we do have. Mm, all six of you. Yeah. Well, you have to admit the. Sort it's of only like us the, and a hundred maids. You have to admit that doing a supercars <laughs> podcast that's slightly amusing and doesn't have any drivers or officials or sanctioning behind it. It's a bit niche. Mm, absolutely. Mm. So, Warbster, um, you ran a bit of a Q&A on your page. Mm, did indeed. You want, to, uh, you want to kick this one off? Okay, so we'll begin with uh, Simon Mack. Um, I want to know who writes the sound engineer's jokes. He's becoming funnier than you and that DSO flog. Well, well thank you, uh, Simon Mack. But um, unfortunately, nobody writes my jokes. Um, they are all on a whim. And that's why some of them don't hit the mark. But you don't know about those ones because... They don't stay in. Actually, yeah, I've seen Simon around the uh, traps for quite some time. He's pretty prolific. Yeah, he gets around. He, yeah, he sees work all over social media. Yeah, I reckon the bloke's a complete flog. So, next one. 
Craig's partisan. Um, I'm going to double these up because they're very similarly um, sort of constructed questions. Uh, Craig Patterson. Uh, hi, Craig. Uh, was racing really better before super fake silhouette reality TV racing? Before you answer that, before you, Craig Patterson, what have you done with Gary's uncle and why are you channeling him on the Warpsters page? <laughs> Such a silhouette. <laughs> and uh, Peter Zivkovic, uh, is it just me or were touring cars more fun to watch in the 90s as opposed to now? Whoa. No, you were just younger. Talk about it inside. No, that's true. He was younger in the 90s. Yeah. Everyone was younger in the 90s. I wasn't. I was dead. You, you weren't were, alive. You weren't around. <laughs> you weren't around yeah. It wasn't even a, a glimmer in no, the... No, no, no. Okay, no, no, no. so uh, from the people who were there at the time, not which me. means not you. No. Um, <sighs> yes, it was more fun to watch. I stood trackside a hell of a lot in the 90s, more than I do now. Mm. And it was more fun to watch. It was more interesting, except for when Bridgestone gave HRT the killer tyres and they dominated. I'm going to dissent slightly because there were a lot of ATCC races back in the day that were absolute snoozers. No, really? Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thought? I mean, I've got... You know how hard it is to find interesting episodes for the touring cast? <laughs> don't even... Actually, actually, we just make them interesting. But no, I, I don't think necessarily it's it's better or worse, it's different. Because you've got that sort of corporate mentality, you've got a lot more interest involved than before because of the professionalism and all the other crap. You've got crap tyres given to you by Dunlop, you've got compulsory pit stops made for TV. Mm. It's it's a different product. Mm. Yes, they're still racing, but they're racing differently. Mm. I don't know, if it was ad-free it might be more interesting, because then there wouldn't be the incentive to put safety cars well I think the other thing is you can't have an open racing series as you've had before because the technology is such that you know damn well you have to protect the manufacturers from spending themselves into the ground Mm. yep I mean as we've seen this week and no one's got smokes money (laughs) no one has got smokes money that's another thing or grog money don't smoke don't smoke but um, would I say would I say better or worse I can't really judge that but I would say it's different yep so uh, next one Mark Shields is it true that Fabio I think that's a typo is it true that Fabio Coulthard has been re-signed by team DJ DJR team Penske and why because he's Fabio the most beautiful man in the cosmos <laughs> big shout out to the full frontal fans out there um, who can they get this better yeah, we've we've already we've Mark, we've already run this one a little bit. Mm. No, there, there is no one better out there. Yes, there is. So it's no, no. There is seriously, there is a field of mediocrity in supercars at the moment. No, and no. I don't know well, no, what about. No, no, no. What about? Go on. What about mm. the man that drives everything? everything. Yeah, who? The little boy that still works at Tickford. Oh, Chazzy. Yeah. Yeah, look, maybe... He's under, he's under contract. Yeah, if he wasn't yeah. under contract, comes I reckon he'd deserve... I, I'm, I'm, lo- I'm looking at it from the point of view of who comes out of contract this year that is demonstrably better than Fabs. There's only really, in my mind, six drivers that would be a, a step up. The three at um, Triple Eight, one of whom's retiring, the other two are locked in till the end of next year. Yep. Scotty Max at the team already. Yep. Chaz is locked up till the end of 2019. Do you know, how, do you know who'd be a good replacement for Fabian? Yeah, go for it. Scotty Pye. <laughs> He's already been there. Yeah, but look how much better he is now. Uh, what about Cam Waters? No, I don't think Cam's. No. I don't think. I don't think Cam's top five. You don't reckon he could? I, I reckon he could step up. Though. No, I don't think. I don't think Cam Waters will, <clears throat> will ever be a top five Plus, series contender. I don't think you've got to have, need another 
I don't think they need another Scott Scotty Mac. I think they need yeah. a younger driver. Well, to plus be you don't know what the corporate pressures are from the point of view of what veto or otherwise would Shell have yep. on drivers because you've always got to consider sponsors in all of this. And we and know Shell aren't, we, aren't, we, aren't going to go for an untested proposition. Yep, and we know that history has shown that um, that sponsors have a lot of say. They were the ones that. Uh, drove GRM to pick up Garth again, but more importantly, and not pick up, not pick up Dave Reynolds. Mm. So, no worries. Uh, uh, what's the next one? Uh, Mark Shields again. Yep, um, he was greedy. Yeah, he's, he's sorry about it though. Sorry to be greedy, but I need to ask one more question. Yep. Uh, have Triple Eight actually got their heads around the ZB, or were they just sandbagging? Well, you know what? I don't think they were. Well, they weren't sandbagging. It, no, it, God, it's, no. it's, it's not in Roland's DNA. He was too angry. He was yeah. too angry. Well, for I think if it was just too sand- many headsets were broken for it to be sandbagging. I think the other part is is that why would they be throwing shitloads of parts at it now? Yeah, if they were perfectly fine where they were. Yeah, they weren't. I think they've actually done a hell of a lot of work. They've sort of got the ZB to a baseline stage at the start of last year because that was a hell of a lot of work to begin with. Mm. And now they're going, okay, we need to change this, this, and this to be competitive. People don't realize how much work there is modifying mm. a car that is. Not the same size as the current chassis, yeah, and chassis, getting it to no, the chassis doesn't matter. Well, chassis doesn't it's matter. Only, it's only chassis. grafting body panels. Yeah, but yeah. my point is to graft. You have to completely change the ZB. If you actually look at a ZB, a real ZB next yeah. to a silhouette yeah. of a ZB, it is a physically bigger car. And to try to get that without not, any wind tunnel testing, but is we're not, not an we're easy not talking, thing to do. We're not, good point. we're not talking about wholesale changes either. It's not necessarily a case of we're ripping the whole thing and throwing it away. There are so many detail pieces that you can change, and WR is about to have this um, development curve go up as well because yeah. their stuff's only just coming online. They've done no testing all year, which is part of the reason they've struggled. So development is ongoing. Triple Eight has more than everybody else because they've got more resources, they've got more everything. They designed the car originally, which is an inherent advantage. Are they sandbagging? No, I don't think they are. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. J, the podcast chaplain. I don't want to listen to no jive-ass preacher talking to me about heaven and hell. Jake, you get wise. You get the church. What will be more successful? Super Utes? Or TCR. Now, before you guys... I know, I'll go with it now. You go with it. Mr. J, you're a great fan of the pages and of the podcast. I think it's a race to the bottom. Mm. Warbster? I don't know what the financial footing is for TCR Australia, but I can guarantee Super Utes will be the last man standing if it comes down to a battle of money. Yeah, I've got an argument. Yeah, the sad part What's better than both of them? Yeah, you know. It's under 5,000. Super 5,000. It's 5,000. Either. Both so, of them are still better. What's interesting with that one, though, uh, and Mr. J, I'm not quite sure whether you picked up on this, that the architect of Super Utes, Matt Braid, hmm. is now one of, has left supercars and is now one of the people behind the promotion and hmm. category management rights for TCR. So um, it'll be a battle of uh, of the old and the new, so to speak, for Matt Braid as to, to, to as to who goes down in the. In the title, in the, in the last round, in the title fight, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually, and the the camps apologist to my left can um, go be quiet if he wants to. We are motorsport. They are motorsport. Cam seems to be fighting a battle against everybody else because they want to be the big dog in Australian racing, and I don't know that it's appropriate or wise for them to be um, poacher and gamekeeper, so to speak. They're a regulatory body. They're not a promoter. And I don't know what quite what's behind this power grab, 
but I don't see it ending well. The th- wait, can we just circle back to Super Use one, one for one second? I've oh got, yeah, mate, we're gonna want to circle back to Super I've got the greatest idea. People mm. complain that Superudes don't have V8 power mm. and that they don't blow black smoke. Right. I've got a th- I've got something that will solve both of those problems, mm. and it's not very expensive. Crate Cummins V8 Turbo Diesel Cummins V8. Yep. Good theory. Sound engineer. Be interesting. Not not quite not not quite <laughs> yeah, good, not quite good, good theory, execution. but money's involved. Clearly, you've yeah. um, clearly you've been um, drinking from the super Utes of crap. Put V8s in them. Put crate V8 motors in them. Kool Aid mm. that no, uh, but is, I don't is think, flowing freely on I don't social think media. A petrol LS the world. I don't think an LS belongs in in a super U. I think a Cummins V8 diesel does. Because it, it's diesel power. They already they already don't handle, so that's just going to make exactly. it much better. Makes it makes a rollover possible. Next question, and actually the last question that we got, um, it's Mark Shields again. Wow, Mark Mark came up with a lot of good questions. Mark's our one and only fan. Mark's got more questions than I do in a touring. Cast. Actually, where's Declan Kirkham? You you tell us <laughs> you're our number one fan. Yeah. Couldn't even ask us a question. Yeah. No more shout outs for you, Stooge. <laughs> Mark wants to know what became of Ludwig Finau from the JPS BMW team. What a great question! That's a, where did where did you pull that one from, Mark? Yeah, that was a ve- that was a very good question. Sorry, um, Ludwig Finau. For those who don't know, Warbster, you're the man that's done the research. I have done a lot of. Well, actually, I already had a fair idea where he was. I just had to double check um, my facts on this. So one. hang on, so you knew where he was, is as in the street, the street name and number, NSA. Anyone? Do you, do, you, do you not think the Warpster still holds power? I've seen Enemy of the State. I'm going over <laughs> to cut myself a tinfoil hat right about now. Okay, Ludwig Fenauer. Um, just a little background on Ludwig Fenauer. Uh, he came over in the early 80s to do the um, BMW engines for Frank Gardner's JPS BMW team. Mm-hmm. He's um, BMW Motorsport. Got a drive too. Got a drive for the 87 series. He raced in both AMS car and the ATCC to upgrade his license to um, go race in the 87 World Touring Car Championship round at Bathurst. And I'm waffling because I'm being a bit of a nerd. Come on. Okay, Ludwig worked for Frank Gardner until uh, Frank Gardner closed his operation at the end of 87. I don't believe he worked for Peter Brock because he didn't want to relocate. He started a company with um, two other ex-JPS BMW mechanics called uh, BM Conversions in Sydney. He ran that business for a number of years until he retired and he retired to the south coast of New South Wales. So Ludwig, if you're out there listening to the podcast, if a guy in a Nissan turns up out the front, it's the Warbster stalking you. And on that note, I'm going to start playing some Lake Minnetonka. No, sorry, Warbster go. I was going to say, well, I mean, it's more obscure than David Reynolds. I don't even know where he lives, man. Allegedly. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for participating in our uh, Sandown Wrap retro review and a little bit of self-indulgent first anniversary. I'd just like to say one thing in closing. Cams, we are motorsports. Before we, before we go, you will notice that there isn't a Bathurst preview in this episode. That's because we're running two episodes. So that will be up very, very shortly. And De- definitely in race week. Definitely in race week. And we're going to record that as soon as we um, stop talking on this one. So look out for that soon. Uh, big thanks to everyone who's contributed, helped, hindered, and all of that during our first year. And as always, most importantly, a big thank you to the listeners. Anything to add, Sam Engineer? You yeah. finished eating that biscuit? Shut up. <laughs> Professionalism class here. <laughs>
Bye.